I'm here with Freddie Jones, and he's going to start by telling you a little bit about himself and how he got started with music. Right, right. Um, well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. As he said, I go by the name of Freddie Jones. I'm an artist from Orange County, California. I've been doing music for about seven years now. I believe this is like my seventh year doing music. Um, I think typically, just like most other artists, they kind of been surrounded by music a good majority of their life and it becomes one of those things to where they kind of just want to indulge with it indulge in it themselves and see where it goes it's pretty much how it was for me um my parents were heavily involved in music as well and so it's something that i just naturally gravitated towards once i started getting in positions to where i could record my own music i did and i mean the rest is history for the most part yeah um what was that first like start of music like for you as far as like where have you always been rap focused or was there other genres you played around with a little bit or I, I was always exposed to different genres um me myself I'm Congolese my parents are from Congo so I grew up listening to a lot of um Congolese worship music or just um Congolese party music and stuff like that my dad being a um a musician he was a producer and engineer as well or well, still is um he would always play different kind of music especially when they moved up to the states he was very into um hip-hop and r&b as well just urban music as a whole so he'd play music like that around the house as well um playing music on his instruments and stuff like that so again i was always surrounded by music since like a very early age in terms of me um and how I chose to take um certain routes of music i i think rap was initially what i had started out with I would write poems and, and poetry and stuff like that, like in elementary and junior high. I had friends that rapped in junior high. And so um, it really just turned into a matter of, I was at the studio with them one day. They asked me if I wanted to get behind the mic. I got behind the mic. And then again, rest was history, really. How was that growing up with your dad being so involved with like producing and stuff? Did that Do you think that helped as far as like, getting to the point where you could make your own stuff or I would say it helped in the idea of seeing like a, a benchmark right someone that was able to play pretty much every single instrument that I've seen him touch I thought that that was something and you you'd think that I'd be pretty savvy with instruments as well but I'm absolutely not I think my only instrument that I'm good at is my voice <laughs> but um, I think the level of confidence and happiness that I would see with him when it came to just music in general was something that definitely like lit a fire underneath me as well. Um, and then again, once I started to put it into practice and stuff like that, getting feedback from even like my teachers and stuff like that, when we would have to write papers, I could tell that when it came to my writing, it was something I was talented with. And then to be able to be a little bit more creative and expressive in the form of like poetry or just like, um, regular like um journaling and stuff like that sometimes or most of the time would be like required schoolwork and stuff like that but then once I started noticing it becoming extracurricular for me or something I would do in my own free time I think that's when the shift itself started to manifest if that makes sense right yeah did you have um teachers and stuff that like let you know that they thought that like your poetry was really good or was there any like one growing up that really was like hey you should really like start pursuing this with I, I i don't think i had like a specific teacher that was like oh yeah this 
you know, you should definitely take things there. It was, oh, I would always get just positive feedback because in terms of school, English was like my least favorite subject. And that's where like a crux of the writing would come from. Right. But I, I, I was never interested in like, like I already spoke it. I was fine, you know? So, yeah. I, but obviously it's a lot deeper than that in terms of like, you know, just understanding language as a whole and whatnot. But I, I just, I didn't really like English, but the fact that it was something I didn't like, and yet I still got, I had one for one, like, personal like enjoyment in being able to do the more creative stuff like having to come up with like poetry or like studying poetry within English class and then having to turn papers in and stuff like that and to be told like or I would get feedback from the class if we'd have to read it out loud that oh yeah you know your um your wording is very nice and, and you're able to do this that and stuff you're able to paint a picture like very vividly with your words and stuff like that that was something that was always like um gassed up by for like for lack of better words yeah that's cool um as far as like you you said you've been making music for like seven years now mm -hmm. where, where do you think your music has changed the most over those seven years uh the genre uh more than anything the genre in terms of how i identify because i really came into creating music with um the rapper label like strapped strapped to my forehead pretty much i the first song that i released was a cover to guapale's closer to my dreams i rapped over that um and then as i started getting um more and more exposure to the studio and more familiarity with audio engineering in itself and then hearing other genres as well to the people around me and stuff like that i really wanted to um just expand my horizons i think it was like the third or fourth solo song that i did i actually sang on and it was a little bit of singing rapping but i really tried my hardest to sing and then honestly once i figured out auto-tune it was over <laughs> it was yeah. over. so i really i really started to be a lot more comfortable in terms of singing singing was something that i've tried before like i sang in choir like school choir like in elementary but it was never something that I thought like, oh, yeah, this is something I should do, you know, because I didn't think that my skill was like up to par in terms of someone that should chase that professionally, you know. But then again, once I figured out autotune and the thing with autotune as well, too, is like if you're able, the, the key with it is being able to catch a note. If you can catch a note, then you should be able to do something decent. But once I figured out how to catch notes, then it was a matter of like holding them. And then from there, it's like, OK, what else can I do? And then I started noticing using, I started noticing myself use it less and less and less to the point to where I, I feel fairly comfortable with my singing voice. Clearly there's a lot more work that I need to do, but I started gravitating a lot more towards the idea of singing to where now I, I love to genre hop. I like being able to do dance hall. I like being able to do Afro beats. I like being able to do like pop or like synth wave esque kind of music. Um, and I've really deviated away from rap in itself, at least in terms of like just using my raw vocals and rapping. I definitely focus on the lyricism and stuff like that, you know, and making sure that like the lyrics are potent. But I like singing a lot more now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a I think it's really tough to to do both. Like you said, I feel like a lot of people come in and they do they come in for like one or the other. And mm -hmm. it's really easy when you feel like like something's your your strength to not spend time doing the other thing because everyone wants to do what they are good at naturally that's like what everyone enjoys doing so to absolutely put in and get better at something is it's tough it's not easy to do mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I'd like to say uh, I, I can definitely attest to that. Something that I've really been trying to focus on a lot more lately is is honing in on my strengths and then just polishing those because it could get me to a point to where it's undeniable. But I also think it's very important as artists to experiment, you know, especially when you're up and coming because not as many eyes are on you as you'd like to believe. So you have that freedom to do something. And if it's bad, no one's really going to notice except for you. And then you just figure out that that's something that's not for you. You know, I don't think that if I had experimented singing on like my third song that I'd be where I'm at today to where now, like I, I love being able to do like little indie ballads and um, pop songs, get on like beats that are more synth wave esque or to do Afrobeat and, um, dance hall or just afrofusion as a whole especially with my roots you know me being african in um in myself to be able to go into those genres and really um understand understand the genre in itself and still be able to perform um up to par because a lot of it does involve singing there is a little bit of rapping but a lot of it is singing and stuff like that so to be able to do that i feel like there's like some subconscious um enjoyment that i get from being able to do those kind of things as well too and plus it's overall it's just fun right it's just fun yeah. to be able to try other things and and see just how far you can take things i think it really does um test your skill as an artist and it really just appeals to that side of you that is an artist yeah would you so this is a, just a, like a question i guess it when you talk about the the african music and the congolese music is that the same or is that separate or what differentiates the two i guess i think huh, how can i how can i word that because a lot of it's kind of like how even with rap rap as as a genre is it, just hip-hop as a whole right but even within rap you have um regional music like rap in detroit sounds a little different from rap in california rap in california sounds a little bit different from rap in um atlanta or from new york right so it's definitely a regional thing when it comes to african music nigerian music sounds a little bit different from congolese congolese music sounds a little bit different from south african but there's kind of the, there's kind of like an overall um standard that is there it just it, it difference it differentiates itself from region to region, just like most other um genres I'd like to say too. Nice. That's interesting. Yeah, I was just curious because I there's so many different types of music now that it's hard to keep up with all. And it's always interesting to learn about new new types of music. And yeah, I mean, even with rapping itself now too, right? It's a little it's kind of interesting to see what's coming out right now come come off as rap. So yeah, everything's rap. <laughs> no, it's, it's, or or not necessarily everything's rap now, but rap has woven its way into other genres, I guess I should say. More mm -hmm. so like you you see it in places that you didn't ten or even five years ago. Like you see rap and country or rap and all over the place. It's kind of cool. It's like by definition, you'd think that you would call rap pop by now right because it's it's really the most popular genre it, it, at least in terms of the u.s i guess right yeah it's everywhere mm -hmm. so what um how how i found you was your latest uh package you put out the pink package right um talk a little bit about one into that because i was just randomly scrolling one day and came upon that and then followed you and then you put out that you were looking 
to do some interviews and i was like well this is perfect this is <laughs> no see i i can't really i can't even express like how divine the timing was right because i was really like man like i really want I, i'd love to be able to talk to people and so you contacting me was, was wonderful and i'm interested it's interesting that that's how you found me honestly yeah. <laughs> and, and i'll go into that it's really because um i told myself this year my main focus is going to be consistency these two songs are songs that i made um I made them in 2020. It couldn't have been in 2021 because I'd first moved into my place when I made those songs. Cause those are like the first couple of songs I made with my setup here. So um, I made those like back in like 2020, maybe early 2021, like January, February, 21, if anything. But um, there really wasn't any concept behind it other than the idea of I one want to be consistent and two try not to keep songs in the vault for too long. And those songs are some of the oldest ones in the vault. So I really just wanted to release them. Um, they both had pretty similar themes in terms of just money, right? Um, there was Get More Money and then Blue Hunters, Pink 50s. I love $50 bills. They're pink. So that's why I decided to call it the pink package, you know? And I think um, as the months go on, because I do have like scheduled releases and whatnot, but I'm thinking in between those releases, I will deliver those packages to where it's like more than one song. I like that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. You uh, talk about the vault because I think a lot of listeners view like the music process as you go into the studio and work on a song and then you put out that song and then you work on the next song and it's like a continuing process like that. But that's not really how it goes. So if you could kind of break down. The well, in the perfect in in a perfect world, that's exactly how things would go. <laughs> you make the song, and it's like, oh yeah, this is fire, and then you just put it out. And in some cases, you know, that does tend to be the case to where, um, you just make it and then you put it out. But there's a lot of things. Even if you wanted to put it out as soon as possible, you kind of have to upload it. And, um, SoundCloud really does provide like that immediate satisfaction of being able to upload. But, um, nowadays we have distributors because people listen on Apple music and, and, um, Spotify. So if you want to get it on those platforms, you have to go through something like TuneCore, something like DistroKid or CD baby to where you have to upload that. Um, and then you schedule the release for as soon as they be able to. And even then, you know, some platforms will take forever spot. Um, Apple music usually doesn't like a day. Spotify takes about four to five days and stuff like that. But, You'd want the song to be heard. And so when it comes to wanting the song to be heard, that's kind of where the marketing aspect comes in. So you, you know, you want to plan out some kind of content you want to make around the song or you'd want to build anticipation. So when the song drops, people will listen. Um, if it's just some last minute thing, like if you drop it in the middle of a Tuesday and people will see it, they'll be like, oh, maybe I'll get to it later. But if you post Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that you're going to drop a song on Friday when they see the post on Friday, or they'll probably even anticipate the post on Friday. You know, sometimes it's as simple as that, just wanting to build anticipation. And then obviously there's other marketing tactics that some people will take. Maybe they'll reach out to certain outlets. They'll do, um, you know, press runs is what they call them, right? So things like that usually get in the way of wanting to to release music and therefore it could end up because as an artist you want to be able to you know constantly create and stuff like that so by the time you'd want to drop a song on a specific day maybe you could have four or five songs that you'd want to drop and you have to choose from one and then the other ones end up getting forgotten about yeah what has been your favorite strategy that you feel like works the best for your music um, if I'm, 
it's quite interesting because I've tried a lot and I think my favorite strategy is something that I haven't even tried yet. So it's kind of hard to say, but so far up to like now in terms of what I've done, I think the best route that I take is giving myself about three to four weeks to release, making content, like finding a day or two to create content around the release in bulk, reaching out to outlets and stuff like that. That way I can get the most exposure for the song as possible, giving people like the heads up, like, hey, this is some fire that's coming your way. You're probably going to want to put like a jacket on or keep a glass of water nearby or something, you know? <laughs> get yourself ready for it because it's going to be good and then when usually when i do that i tend to get a lot more um engagement compared to just doing like for example with the pink package that was kind of like a um an out of the blue thing that i did i think i gave people like a day or two's notice and i haven't really gotten the ideal sense of engagement i mean i guess it depends on who you ask but to me like it was whatever right um whereas I believe back in June, I dropped a pop song called Eternal Lust, and I did like a whole month and a half worth of campaign. Um, I reached out to outlets. I even did Facebook and Instagram marketing. And to this day, it's my most um, organically growing song across like all fields. So I think it's I think when you plan, it's definitely better because you're in a lot more control of the outcome than you'd like to let yourself believe. And even if things don't work out, you can still walk away saying, well, I did literally everything I could. I think it just feels better being able to do that. You put the time in and feel like, okay, like even if even if I don't get the rewards back I put in, I can at least look at it like, yeah, I did what I could and I, you know, I, I put my time in. And you learn something. You learn that that's not for you or that doesn't work for you, you know, and then you can try the next um strategy. Yeah. So what has it been like? You kind of mentioned that newer, like, progression putting out music, but you've been making music for seven years now and in the last seven years music's changed drastically from like you said soundcloud which is completely different even though it's streaming it's completely different from how it is now mm -hmm. seven years that was kind of still like when people were first starting using that so what has that transition been like as, as an artist that's gone through that um i think if there's one thing that i realize is that obviously what's popular at the at the time won't necessarily be popular later on you know we've seen um the rise of the SoundCloud rap era. And then we've seen drill rap be very popular. Street rap is very popular right now. Um, and then we'll have our little sparks in between to where like the TikTok songs will make their make their ways through up and down the charts and stuff like that. If there's one thing that I definitely taught, it's the idea of, or the one thing that I think stuck with me through all of that up until now and still going is the idea of being able to adapt to whatever is um out and about that's why i encourage a lot of other artists and why i myself practice um just genre hopping trying different things from time to time experimenting because one you know it, it really just per um it'll really just you know make you better as an artist and i think there's a level of satisfaction that you find from being able to do a bunch of different things and just expressing your creativity in different ways uh just a quick little example something that i'm not really good at when it comes to rap is like doing ad libs and stuff like that. But the things that I learned in like Afro beats and like Afro fusion and stuff, those um long uh I guess you could say like like those long points of like singing like the background singing and stuff like that. That's a great alternative that I like to use in terms of my ad libs and stuff like that for rapping. So sometimes you'll find something in one genre that you could take over to the other and stuff like that. But um 
in terms of the landscape and stuff like that, as it's changed, I found myself being able to change as well with the times. And obviously you want to find what makes you, you and still bring that into those things. And so with all that change, I was able to not just adapt to the change, but find what makes me, me and bring that to into every single genre that I would jump into. Yeah. And I think when you, you know, when you genre hop, I think it gives you the opportunity to get in front of new faces too, which is a big, a big part of it. Like even Absolutely. if the song doesn't achieve what you personally had as like a goal for it, or it doesn't get the engagement that you want from it. If you get, you know, 10 to 50 new people that see your song that would have never seen your, your other music, that's in, in the long stream of things. If they, if they continue to listen to you, that's like a big win, even though, Mm -hmm. get the same engagement yeah no absolutely i definitely agree with that yeah i i watched uh do you know fresco trays fresco tray i i do not know oh you should check him out he's pretty good he's uh i don't know he's almost like uh if post malone did rap i feel like like post, mm -hmm. i really consider post malone's music rap but he kind of that same kind of sound to him a little bit i get but what you mean He's doing a interview and was saying how like he could go in any day and like put down a rap song and it'd be nothing to him. But to like go in and do something different he's found is actually more like valuable with his time just because he feels like he can reach a bigger audience that way than just putting out rap song after rap song, you know. Right. And it, it can be one of those things, too, to where I and I think you can agree when I say this, the the scope of what it means to be an artist has a lot to do with your personality as well now. And so you could really have um, people that are willing to tune into you and to what you do as a person. They just might not listen to whatever genre that you're putting out right now. So you could obviously be a rapper. But if you decide to collaborate on an R&B song with an R&B artist, and then one of their fans notices that, oh, yeah, you were on this song. You did very well. And they look into who you are as a person, what you do on your day to day and stuff like that on social media. They're going to be like, oh, wow, this is this person actually is into a lot of the things I'm into. And that could kind of be where the investment lies as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned day to day stuff. So I want to give you an opportunity because I know that you've recently been pushing some stuff on your social media as far as Twitch streaming and stuff. So I want to give you right. a chance to talk a little bit about that. So if people hear this, they can tune into your stuff as well kind of yeah it kind of it kind of just goes back to what we were just saying you know i think uh an artist's personality now that social media has become so prominent in our day-to-day -day lives it's um it's given fans the opportunity to really see what the artists get into and or at the very least see what see what they like you know um, mm -hmm. so i wanted to be able to provide that to people that would maybe not necessarily get to tune into every single song because i i feel like i do have a pretty lengthy catalog at this point but um they'd be able to tune into me as a person from time to time and, and get into the things that i like I, I like to consider myself a simple person so a simple person so i really only am it's music of course and anime i like anime a lot I like anime and manga you know and so i want to be able to cultivate a fan base around people that obviously like me for me and obviously like the content but um like the things that i like too which at this point in time is really just music and anime i'm kind of into like fashion a little bit too um i'm not too savvy with sports at least now but i'm I'm into sports a little bit you know but kind of just 
allow fans to get a little bit more of me than you would get from just listening to me, you know? And so that's why I was like, okay, I'll probably just start Twitch streaming. It might be a little more interactive compared to just IG live from time to time, you know? And then a disc, the discord server is something that I'd set up to, to really be able to get one-on-ones with, um, with my fans as well. So uh, when it comes to, I, I have different categories for different things that they might be into as people and stuff like that. But I have like voice chats in there too that I'll obviously check into from time to time. I have a section called like um because I have it really structured around like a house kind of thing. So I have like the art studio, I have Freddie's studio, the living room where we kind of just do general chat, um the anime attic, the fashion closet, you know. Um, and then Freddie's studio, I have things like you can get like a lot more direct updates and stuff like that in terms of where I'm doing with my music or my day to day. I also have um, like a, a stage where we can come and talk one on one and stuff like that. I post affirmations daily there too. you know, things that I like to see on it um, when I wake up to help me get through the day and hopefully could help them as well. So, yeah, it's like I, I really just want to be able to give a little bit more of myself outside of the music. That's pretty much what it is. That's awesome. No, I think that's really cool. I think that, I think, you know, in the world of music now, there's so much music constantly coming out. And I think that's mm. the best way to grow your fan base is show like your most relatable self and put out your most you self so that people that are interested in similar, have similar interests as you are going to gravitate towards your music and it's going to set you apart from someone else who maybe they like their music but they don't know anything about them as a person they don't know what their interests are outside of music right and granted i mean that that can still work too because i mean obviously it worked well before social media and stuff like that mm -hmm. i mean back then the the outlets were like you'd either get on like getting like magazines or you'd be on like mtv or something like that and even then those interviews are very short and concise but i think people are just less tolerant of that now the whole mystery mystery artist thing just because the internet is so um vast and it's, it's very easy to be able to get information on people now so it's like why not put a little bit of yourself out there as an artist you know and again it, it could have people that might not necessarily tune in to the music tune in to you as a person especially with the fact that there's so many other different outlets that artists tend to take to they'll end up having like sponsorships and and endorsements and stuff like that it could have some kind of charity going on on the side or like some other company or a hustle that they that they do in merchandise and stuff so i think it's i think it's important to try to give a little bit more than normal of yourself out there what what was the process like creating a discord because it's something that i've kind of looked into but i haven't actually done myself but I've, I've seen a lot of people do it and i feel like there's definitely a a um a really man of it. i'll i'll tell you i i was telling myself that i wanted to make a discord for about it couldn't have been shorter than three months, but I feel like it's been like five or six months that I was trying to create it. And I've been in service before, but in terms of creating my own, it, it's a, it was a struggle. And even now I feel like there's probably still a couple of aspects that I'm missing out on, like the idea of bots and stuff like that. So I'm just like, uh, I, I managed to do it from scratch. Thanks to, you know, YouTube research, Google research and stuff like that. And then after all of that, I figured out that you can find templates Oh, <laughs> they have they have discord templates 
And so I do all of that, and I'm just like, oh, well, 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 that was, you know, that was great. But, but you know, sometimes you do have to get to the nitty gritty and stuff like that, so that way you have a better understanding. If I had just gotten a template, then things could have went on, and I'd have no idea what's happening, right? So um, I, I don't regret not knowing, but it would have been nice to know <laughs> as well. <laughs> Same thing, same thing with Twitch too. Granted, with Twitch, I'm I'm still fairly new with it. Like I still need to make myself like overlays and stuff like that. And uh, again, with the bots and what like and whatnot too. But um again, I think it's a lot better to just kind of do it yourself and, and gain some familiarity, even to kind of uh, branch over with music. I, I would get myself engine uh get my music engineered by um audio engineers obviously but i got to a point to where i was working and writing so much that i wanted to be able to have the song at least listenable immediately and not have to either send it off or wait to have a session and at the time this is about like 2018 when i first started to learn how to audio engineer i um we had like a studio me and my friends we had a studio that we were able to record at so I just started learning just lots and lots of YouTube, lots and lots of Google, asking a lot of questions to the engineers that I knew in my life at that point in time. And then I at least got to a point where I was able to, you know, do a decent car test, right? Or have it on my phone, listen to my headphones and stuff like that. And it really upped the productivity of um, just music creation as a whole. So I think it's very important to, if, if you can do it yourself, and, and it's like the saying goes, right? If you want something done right, do it yourself. So I think it's cool to kind of just go about things your own way and then figure it out. There's a lot more self-satisfaction that comes at the end of it as well. Yeah. You put the time in and you, the result is yours and result of your work. Mm -hmm. All right. So before we get going, I'm mm -hmm. trying this new thing, this like rapid fire question thing. Oh goodness. All right. <laughs> I just, and I, I'm not saying that because I don't think I'll have answers. I just don't want to be witty. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to come off rude or witty, but I'm, I'm all for it. Let's go. All right. Um, first, first thing I do when I wake up. Um, get out of bed. Favorite color is? Black. Favorite food? Oh, uh, Moose Tracks ice cream. Ooh. I hate when people don't listen. Talk over me. I hate when people talk over me. If I could work with anybody. In terms of music? It's, it's pretty vague, but yeah, I, I, I'd say music. Yeah, let's go with music. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. I like that. If I wasn't making music, I would be. Um, a day trader. Day trader. Nice. I yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, so just random things. I think it's putting that at the end is like a cool I'm hoping to use it as like a cool content piece and also like it gives something someone like a really quick glimpse into like random things that you like that maybe they wouldn't find somewhere else. Yeah, I think it's cool. You know, the uh, a big thing that I really do like about being able to to get onto interviews and get onto podcasts is like you guys have a very great tendency to ask questions that i wouldn't know the answer to unless i was being asked you know so i i, I like that i like that a lot yeah you find out questions or answers that you wouldn't have thought of and then pops in your head and you're like yeah you know i guess i guess that is what <laughs> <laughs> like oh you know what that 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 is true <laughs> that's true 
Well, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate you getting on here and doing this interview with me. I'm very thankful that you had me on. Thank you for having me. Before we leave, would you like to disclose any plans for 2023? Um, we're we're going to take things to a whole new level this year. And I know that's something that a lot of artists say every year, but I actually have the means to do so this time around. I think the only, I, there was only one element when it came to um, my career that I was missing and I managed to get that this year or at the end of last year. So it's really just full speed ahead at this point. We have a release coming out on the 22nd. Um, I haven't announced that yet. I was going to announce that either tomorrow or Wednesday, but I mean, we're here, so that's fine. But we have a release coming out February 22nd. And then from there, things are just going to be at at at, at um the highest possible level of quality and, and content and et cetera, et cetera, possible um, from that point on. So I, I you definitely want to tune into this show. Yeah, no, that's so that's actually perfect. Cause I think this episode is gonna drop like the Thursday before that. So it's gonna uh-huh. it's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be perfect. Oh, wonderful. So like, wonderful. We planned it, we planned it out without knowing it. There we go. That's <laughs> wonderful. All right. And again, you know, I, I really do thank you for having me on. I'd definitely love to be able to talk to you again soon. Yeah, yeah, no, we should we should set something like that up. Um mm. we'll end the interview here. Right. So we'll cut it here. But right. so I did have a, a question for you. Uh, yes. I'm just getting into this space now and don't really know 